jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! So, uh, my mother told me that she watched Cannibal Holocaust. What?! <laughs> <laughs> Is that just... What? Well, first of all, she said she'd always wanted to see it. (laughs) And second of all, they showed it. She does watch Joe Bob on Fridays. Okay, okay. And it was on Joe Bob's. And look, whatever. I don't watch Joe Bob, you know, as a lesbian... Do I take great pride in, uh, you know, squelching out any joy or mirth I see in the world around me? Yes, of course. Absolutely. It's my solemn duty. (laughs) I wield my labrys with pride. (laughs) It's your sworn oath. (laughs) And I cut those, cut down those who dare laugh in my presence. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to, I haven't said anything about Joe Bob. If this is giving my mother joy to tune into Joe Bob every Friday, I say so be it. It's pandemic. What else does she have? Exactly. So, yes, my uh, my mother, so they showed Cannibal Holocaust. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. She, uh, apparently she closed her eyes for the animal parts. But otherwise, I was like. But all the rape was okay, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) True. True. So she was like, oh, you know, it's just supposed to be one of the real extreme movies. And so I've always wanted to see it. Because anybody who's ever heard me talk about my mother knows that the two things she loves the most in life are horror movies and hair metal. (laughs) Because she's a fucking boss. (laughs) So... Uh, she's a big Joe Bob stan. So I mean, even granted, like her her cool momness around horror movies, as yeah. has been demonstrated by like I don't know her uh, was it her top twenty list for Shocktober on Final Girl like a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Like those were some really good movies that she picked. Yeah, and not just your standard like someone goes online and they're like, "What's a good horror movie?" and someone says, "Have you ever seen Psycho?" Like not yeah. like. <laughs> Not like that. Like, she's got good taste. Yeah, she's always, she's been into horror movies my entire life, and she's probably the reason I like horror movies, you know? It's just something we've always shared as a family. I just, you know, she's just more extreme than me, I guess. But then, getting a message. (laughs) My parents always send me weird information just in text form, and they're so, like, nonchalant about it. And it's Mm. like, like, I'll just get a text that's like, 
so and so died today. <laughs> and like no punctuation. That's the text. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. So I just imagine your mom texting you and just saying, watched Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> and yeah. And text. now she's like, now she was, you know, she was like, hey, do you want to have a phone call today? And I said, sure. Like, whatever time is good. And then she responded with, K. And I was like, what is, are you taking a break from TikTok now, mother, to text me? K. That was, I was more upset about that than her watching Joe Bob, that's for sure. She had to get back to her streams. Yeah. And yet, and yet has she watched Suspiria. No. (gasps) Still? Still has not watched it. Uh, she listened to our episode with Dave and Luca, but she hasn't watched the movie. But yet. she didn't know what we were talking about then. No, nope. I'm sorry, Mater of Mater Stesorium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uber Mater, and she has yeah. not watched it? <laughs> no, she still hasn't seen it. What the fuck, man? Yeah, well. She's too busy listening to White Snake. She's too busy banging her head and. She's going, yeah! <laughs> watching people get raped and oh god she's too busy banging her head and watching her cannibal movies (laughs) (laughs) she's so cool (laughs) so there you go so cool yeah but apparently that wasn't the only shocking development in the world of late. There is some fucking breaking news coming out of not just Gaylord's Manor but the 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 conjuring museum what the fuck is it called the the warren's den of curiosities and curios i don't know whatever the fuck they call it they're they're psychic shanty of shenanigans (laughs) because lo and behold i mean how do we set this up just the other day we were talking like we are wont to do yeah and uh we were talking about Annabelle and I think you know it I think to to get to the bottom of it you made a statement I did okay look yes I said this this is not we're not making this up this was on Thursday when we were talking go ahead go ahead tell them what I said Stacy says sorry I'm still in shock Stacy <laughs> says maybe Annabelle's time is over I just felt maybe it was time for me to stand a new queen. Okay, look, since then, I've seen Knock Knock. (laughs) So maybe you have been tantalized by these vixens waving the words shit art and my daddy has AIDS now in your face. (laughs) And you say, this is the femme icon I want to stand, perhaps. But I didn't need to tear down one woman to build up two others. You're right. Thank you, Jezebel. So, <laughs> as Stacy is having this Eat, Pray, Love feminist journey, before she even goes on this Eat, Pray, Love feminist journey, though, it all so- stretches back. It all traces back to patient zero, which was, Stacy says out loud, maybe Annabelle's time is over. We go about our day. I mean, I'm kind of shocked as I hear the words come out, but then I say, okay, well, 
you know. I bet, I bet it's mostly in my heart, not in general. Just in your heart place. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> what do we see? Like, oh listeners, some listeners sent us some some a message about it. I saw it on Instagram. It was the next day. Literally the next day, because that night, that Thursday night, after Stacy has issued these this this proclamation across the land, word comes through the internet that Annabelle has broken out of her <laughs> glass case at the Warren Museum. A uh, bitch is coming after me. She's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, knock knock, huh? She's gonna knock knock my face. Yeah, she's gonna be. <laughs> I'm a flight attendant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hear, on my door, I'm going to hear, I'll be like, Lorenzo, oh, I'm a day officer here. And then I'm going to open it, there's just going to be a note that says, miss me. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. And I'll panic for a moment, and then I'll remember that she never actually does anything. Yeah, so, so you're fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> as long as you're not neighbors with Alfred Woodward, then, <laughs> then there's she'll nothing take to care worry of, about. But she'll take care of it for me, so, you know. There we go. I'm a white woman, and, you know. <laughs> why wouldn't the black woman sacrifice herself for my well-being, right? <laughs> Even better if Alfred Woodard lives next door, you know. (laughs) So you can go back to your sewing. (laughs) Oh my god. So I wonder if it's honestly, if they're trying to draw, I wonder if they have some bootleg Zoom related Annabelle movie that they've cobbled together during quarantine that they're going to put out. That's what I'm wondering. Oh, you know. I told you the next one should be Inabelle. Yeah, that's right. And what better way to do it than... Would you get... Is it, it would have to be desktop, right? And then you get texts or IMs or something that say like, Miss me, miss me, miss me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I was wondering is how would you know... Like, if you've got to watch out for Annabelle, you're not, you're not even going to hear the pitter-patter. No, there is none. <sighs> well, what would happen is, you know, you and I would be on a Zoom. Like, we're characters in a movie. It's like, oh, hi. Oh, yeah, whatever. Did you hear about Annabelle that she got out? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. What's behind you? And then she's suddenly there's a rocking chair in your room. <laughs> <laughs> and she's in it. <laughs> like, what else could they do? <laughs> it's just where it's just where's Waldo? Where's the doll in the background of this frame now? Yeah, and she becomes like you know Annabelle. Annabelle gets uploaded to the cloud, <laughs> obviously. Zoom Nabelle. Yeah, they never noticed she had a USB port somewhere, <laughs> and so they plug her in to see what it does, and that uploads her to the cloud. <laughs> There you go. I just wrote it. Which was her whole plan mm-hmm. since 1890-something <laughs> when she was designed before the internet existed. That was yeah. always her mass, her Mixtrix plan. Yeah. This is what they meant when they said she's a conduit. Yeah. Yeah. She's a conduit to the dark web. Yeah. They meant 
She's a computer accessory. <laughs> she's actually just a, <laughs> a backup. She's just a flash drive. Yeah. She's Lucy. <laughs> yeah, Scarlett she's Johansson Lucy. turns into her at the end of Lucy. <laughs> it's all one universe. <laughs> Wait till you hear how Phoebe from Friends ties in. <laughs> and Toy Story 4. And the snow globe from St. Elsewhere. Don't it say all ties together. any more the executives are listening. I know. They're, why am I giving away all of this for free? They're desperate for eye content. Yeah. Quar horror. Quar horror. Quar horror. <laughs> Quar horror. <laughs> it's the new thing. After host. After everybody mm. jizzed all over host. <laughs> Which was fine. It was just fine. Yeah, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I really loved the ladies in it. Um, and then it was fine. Yeah. It was fun. So I, w- I would expect to see some uh, copycats, I guess. And who better to copy than Annabelle? Look, if anybody dies from it, though, I'm sorry. I talked shit about her. Okay, this is all my fault. Uh, we realized that this whole hellscape we're in now is her fault, and then she was like, "I've done my job. Now I'm behind the Pope glass," and that was that. And now here I had to go mouth off. You had to go act a fool. Four more years. That's what <laughs> I just. That's what I just got us. Annabelle is the new Kellyanne Conway. She's the new Postmaster General. (laughs) Postmastrix. Mastress. Postmastress. Now I feel like I should watch Annabelle Creation as penance. You might have to. It's the gay one. It's the gay one. And Hot Nun. And Hot Nun. It's the least offensive of the three. It is. To my delicate sensibilities. It is. And my... My exceptional taste. Remember when Miranda Otto crawls up the wall with the face of the <laughs> opera mask? Yeah. <laughs> That's where Faye Dunaway slapped her. That's where she got that. <laughs> that was a deleted scene. <laughs> that ties into uh, last week's episode, everybody. See? That's a callback. It's comedy. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Is that, let's say it did happen, right? Let's say that this was real. What everyone is conveniently forgetting is that the real Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. <laughs> and not some creepy-ass porcelain monstrosity. Yeah, and so it's just like, who fucking cares, you know? Yeah, she'll end up at the bargain basement. Maybe she should have stayed in the glass. Maybe the cage was the real world. You ever think about that? No, never. <laughs> Uh, but that's pretty deep. Thank you. Which is good because, you know, the movie that we're going to talk about today is also pretty deep. Right? Pulse. You know. I'm still too traumatized. Don't talk to me about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was your first time seeing it, yeah? This was my first with this. I. It's so good. It's so good. I feel badly for my neighbors. Because I watched, I mean, this is, it's a, it's like, you know, it's like a two hour movie and we started it pretty late and I'm sure the neighbors were saying, who is killing that poor woman? So so many X number of houses down. Wow. I was screaming. This movie was very, very upsetting to me. (laughs) 
It's a very upsetting movie. It's uh, very sort of quietly terrifying. Yeah. Um, 2001. This movie's almost 20 years old. 2001. So a different, I mean, 20 years, what a different landscape horror was. Yeah. And then this little satiny piece of hell came along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's, I think it's one of the finest examples of j-horror it's just a great horror movie it's it's two hours long and it's very quiet and very slow it's a slow burn it's not a jump scare fest but my god this movie is unnerving i love this movie it's let's okay so when you said deep (laughs) were you being flip or are you being serial no i was being serious diablo cody uh I I love Diablo Cody. I hate Juno. Um, No, I just, I think that for a genre that mainly traffics in and features death, horror doesn't generally focus on the actual ramifications of mortality. Yeah. And the kind of existential terror that realizing one's own mortality can invoke. Like, whenever horror movies deal with death, it's usually, like, a, it's a character's grief for someone else. Or it's a Lovecraftian, like, oh, man is so insignificant in the universe and there's so much we don't know. Which I can't, doesn't ever really get me going in a personal way. You know what I mean? It doesn't, like excite me i guess well yeah because that's like the sublime and that's just like beyond us i mean which is the whole point of it but yeah it's not personal right and then pulse comes along and it's like dealing with death and like being afraid of death but also being afraid of living and you know loneliness and all of, like, this movie is existential dread. It. From beginning to end. Like That's the word, I mean, existential, like, that's the word that was swimming in and out of my head the entire time. Yeah. Um, it is, it's very, very <laughs> dark, darkly philosophic tale. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it does it through... <laughs> Like, using this burgeoning uh, technology as a conduit, excuse me, Annabelle, as, like, a conduit for our fears. And, you know, the ways that the technology, like, it's really, I know we've said it about so many things, but this movie is way ahead of its time in examining the ways that technology that is meant to bring us together can actually push us farther apart and exacerbate the inherent loneliness that we all feel. Mm. And is it not uh, an appropriate pandemic watch? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> With everyone talking about loneliness and being trapped behind screens and seeing screens of themselves in those screens. <laughs> yeah, here it's like there's really no difference. Like this movie tackles like what is the difference between being alive and being dead? And this movie is like, maybe there's no difference. Yeah, maybe you don't even realize it. Yeah, which is a completely terrifying thought. Yeah. 
like, <laughs> you know, probably most of us at some point in our lives, you, you realize that you are a mortal being. You have that sort of reckoning. Well, some of you. <laughs> <laughs> some of you have transcended, I know. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, and then you start to question, like, oh, yeah, my time here in this physical body is finite. And you start to wonder, like, what comes after? Does anything? And it's like the idea of there being absolutely nothing of like you die and you wink out of existence is kind of depressing. Total, uh, to quote an, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, annihilation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're supposed to shout that, though. Thank you. Total annihilation! Yeah, there you go. That's As I more like explode it. into pixels. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so what's next? And Pulse is like... <laughs> you're lonely in life you're lonely in death we see images of ghosts in their rooms in front of computers and are they ghosts or are they just people living their lives mm -hmm. is anybody living a life it's like we can't get to like this movie is so kind of is pessimistic like there's a it's pessimistic there's a real optimistic sort of streak through it though in one particular character mm mm-hmm but it's like people cannot get too close to each other in life. And so every, you, you know, no one can truly know anybody else and get truly close to someone else. And so there's a loneliness. And then death is just a continuation of that. Yeah. It's like, wow, Pulse, I just wanted to be scared, okay? Yeah, it's real uplifting material. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but they, I mean, that's what I love about it, too, is that, like, it goes it goes to some deeply, like, I feel like there's also a lot of um, cultural trauma, like, very Japanese, culturally specific. Yes. Traumatic history in World War II. Like, a lot of that coming into this. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that just makes, the, that just pours an even thicker glaze of depressing dark syrup on top of this uh, movie um, but at the same time it, on top of all of that like kind of existential dread and and philosophy that this movie is is putting out there it's also legit terrifying mm-hmm yeah, terrifying. I'm. I am still, like, I, I, I. The movie ended, and I said, "Oh God, I hope this doesn't session nine me." <laughs> and it session nine me. I have spent the nights since running through the hallways when I turn off the lights, <laughs> trying to desperately to get to my room, convinced yeah. that there are just people standing in the background. Yeah, going to come for me. Uh, I watched it last night, and, you know, I had seen it before, and but it's still a terrifying movie um, in its own quiet way with its practical effects. One thing that I love about it is that a lot of the ghosts are just people standing there in the room with people, and it's like, it just is so, like, I think subconsciously we just react to that more than if it was a computer then if in it's the corner. after if it's effects, mama yeah mama with her water hair which i thought was cool but still like right yeah it's one very... of these ghosts has water hair but you know what it's a real fucking person and she's right in front of somebody else yeah 
yeah. It's terrifying. Oh, God, that hair. (gasps) (laughs) Sorry, this is my, I think this movie might actually be my, like, in in Wayne's World, when whenever he talks about Leprechaun and Garth starts to freak out. (laughs) I think this is my Wayne's World Leprechaun, like, (laughs) oh, my God. So, at the, I watched it last night, and... I was, like, fine. I, I, you know, stayed up for a few more hours after I watched it, did other things, and I everything was cool. At the risk of turning everyone on too much, I will say that my computer, where I'm recording this now, is in my bedroom. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> it's just easier for my OnlyFans videos. You know what I mean? <laughs> You already have the sling and the camera set up and the lights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but anyway, I go to bed. I go to sleep. Wake up sometime later. And I'm like, what? Huh? What's going on? My computer is awake. Across the, across the room from me. No! My, com- my computer is on. No! Yeah. No! And I lost my fucking mind i went up to it Mm -mm. and like was afraid to do anything i didn't look at it i like did the best i could to turn it off without actually having to look at it because i was convinced (laughs) the person with the garbage bag on their head was gonna be (laughs) (laughs) and then i literally turned around and ran back to my bed like a child Did you have- because I was afraid to turn my back on it also. I was fucking terrified. Did you have... Sorry, I ran away from the mic. Did you have to... <laughs> did you have to uh, throw the sheets and blankets over your head? I, I turned away from it and faced the wall. And yeah, I was oh. like... I was really scared. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, of all the nights for this... T- I don't know why it came on. Well. <laughs> Her name rhymes with Schmamabel. That's, that's true. And then I looked at the address bar at Annabelle.com. <laughs> <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. Oh, if it, it was terrifying. But could you, if, oh, could you imagine though, if you looked at it and then it's just the image of your room looking back at you? I hate that. I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) I hate it. I, after the movie in which I screamed the entire movie and Jason and Maddie were just like, what the fuck is wrong with her? But I was just like (laughs) screaming the whole movie because I was so unsettled and just the pure dread because the movie is full of it. Just the dread anytime like someone would walk into a room like it automatically triggered just like a instinctual like (laughs) yeah i I just i was making issuing a lot of sound the film ends um you know we we turn on the hgtv app (laughs) mama gets high and and goes to watch her home i was gonna say home invasion shows her home renovation shows what are you my mom (laughs) yeah yeah your mom gets high and puts on home invasion (laughs) she puts on funny games in her white snake crimped wig and um so i walk to the kitchen and i'm like oh i'm gonna grab me some ice cream 
And then I walk back into the room and notice, notice, notice that I'm high at this point already. I walk back into the room, ice cream in hand, and I realize the room's really quiet. And I'm like, what's going on? And I look, and Jason's just sitting there staring at me. And then I and I look in the corner, and Maddie is just is facing the corner, like Blair Witch style. <laughs> what an asshole. I know. And then I screamed. <laughs> at this point, it's three in the morning, and these blood-curdling screams are coming out of the house. Pure horror yeah those fuckers got me and then now and now i can't go to sleep i can't walk through my house i can't turn on any computers or screens or look in mirrors next thing you know you're gonna come out there's gonna be a vaguely jason shaped black stain on the floor oh god and it's just gonna explode into ash dust everywhere yeah oh my god so what is it about this movie for those who haven't seen it for those who haven't seen it you should really see this it's uh if you at all enjoy j horror i mean or any horror or any it's horror real good but i mean it's one of the best it's as far as i'm concerned classy it's spooky it's real classy it's, real it's classy. uh it, it does a really nice job i appreciate the sound design of this film it has some music at some points, but there's no, like, I'm so tired of horror movie soundtracks and soundscapes that tell you when to be scared. I'm so fucking sick of it. I like I, the James Wan harp strings or whatever. Like the, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I like this. It it really reminds me of the video game, the Silent Hill video games, the first few, that are so good at using ambiance and distortion and noise to get you unsettled and you might not even realize how unsettled and fucking terrified you are. I thought of you. I got some Silent Hill vibes from this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, that said, like, while the James Wan harp thing destroyed sound design in horror movies, um, it does not do... This film does not do this, but, I mean, the parts of the soundtrack that you did bring up, I mean, it must be said, it's amazing. It includes a lot of incredible, like, mermaid singing. (laughs) Like yes. the siren, like yeah, I love that. Throughout the movie, I really liked it though. Nope. It wasn't. It was like it sounds like it could be overbearing, but it wasn't. Yeah, like me. it's adjacent to the woman that like yodels throughout a giallo film, like on a like on a Fritzy score. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it felt to me like it was a part of the film. Yeah, and, and even though it should be so over the top it's just chilling because it, it has that it i mean like a mermaid it has that siren kind of quality it's beautiful but it's also like just it has a ethereal aspect to it and it just places you in the mindset of like what is why is this happening and why am i here <laughs> yeah yeah god it's so good so there's like two kind of parallel storylines yeah. that eventually intertwine we have storyline one is a group of youths working at a plant shop. And one of them, Taguchi, hasn't been in for a few days. And Taguchi is supposed to be copying a floppy disk or something that they need. And <laughs> they really need it. And he's not answering the phone. He hasn't shown up for work, etc., etc. So Michi goes to his apartment to pick it up. 
And it's a fucking terrifying way to open the film. <laughs> She's in his dim and dingy apartment looking for things. Eventually she finds him at the back of the apartment. And he's being kind of weird. A little sketchy. And he's like, oh yeah, the disc is over there. You can go ahead and get it. And while she's going to get the disc, like, he hangs himself. Just in, in the, the next room. room. Just in the next room, he hangs himself while she's there. So that's terrifying. And then uh, their coworker Yabe goes to pick through his stuff and get the disc. Or I, it's Like, he goes back to his apartment for whatever reason. And where Taguchi hung himself is now a black stain on the wall. <sighs> And Yabe finds a piece of paper that just says the forbidden room. And then he finds a door that has been taped over with red tape all around the edges. It's been sealed with red tape. It's probably a good thing to walk up to. Yeah, you know, uh, this is the forbidden room. And Yabe goes in. And there's a fucking ghost in there. (laughs) It's really scary wait was that the worst ghost was that the buto ghost what's buto the slow yeah oh wait no oh that is yabe isn't it yeah the slow moving mm-hmm. like contorted face yes. like buto is like this it, it i mean it's a beautiful dance form but it's very very slow and it's i think i want to say it was all kind of made in in response to um the like the the atomic bombings in japan interesting uh but and it's about just like wearing pain and trauma and like it's a lot of like really sad uh horrified facial expressions hmm. but i felt like that really that I, that art form really came through in this fucking terrifying ghost yeah well now that you say that that kind of sheds a new light that i hadn't really considered on the black stains that are left behind for people that are kind of like the shadow people it's just like the Hiroshima shadows, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, for listeners that don't know, the, the brightness and whatever of the blast and the heat, like it created permanent shadows in buildings, on buildings and on the street of where people were. Yeah. When that happened. It's really sad. It's really yeah. fucked up. And that's why I feel like there's a lot of that cultural yeah. history coming into this specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Yabe sees the ghost. Um, goes back to work and is real despondent, really kind of depressed. Um, and eventually he disappears, right? And is a black stain. He just kind of fades away. Um, the second storyline is about Kawashima, an economics student. I love him. Internet (laughs) noob. Internet noob. Signing up for the internet the first time. Um, like putting in the disc and like has no idea what the internet is. His his AOL startup disc, but it's Uranus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Uranus. yeah. And so he's walking through this whole thing of like, like this is literally someone's first time encountering the internet. It's so crazy. He has a manual. Yeah, on how to install. And he's like, okay, click here. Okay, do this. And it takes him, it automatically, when he logs on, it automatically takes him to a website that just says, would you like to meet a ghost? Oh, God. And he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then it switches to some terrifying footage. There's a real sort of shared DNA with the, the, the videotape from the ring. Yeah, there is. In these 
computer images that we see. Um, there's a figure with a black garbage bag over its head that walks towards the camera, basically, and begins to pull the bag off. And written on the wall behind it over and over and over again is, Help me. Um, so he, you know, unplugs it. He's like, he freaks out, shuts it all down. Uh, his computer turns on again later. And there's another, it, it happens again. And Just so he, like to you. Just like to me. This is what was going through my mind. Um, so he goes to a computer lab at school and meets Harue. Oh, who I love. Yeah, she's amazing, right? And she's she, perfect. She's like, well, you know, bookmark the site and print screen. If you can't bookmark it, then print the screen. And she so, is jazzed. Yeah, she's, well, it sounds pretty cool, right? She's like, I want to meet a ghost. I want to know the website. I need screenshots. <laughs> Tell yeah. me everything. Yeah, but this is all when all of this is, all this technology is new, you yeah. know? So it's like the only thing you can do is bookmark it and print screen. Yeah. Like, it's so refreshing. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you're not, you're not doxing people. Yeah, exactly. Honing noobs. And he has no idea. He had to write all those instructions down. And then when his computer does it again that night, he has to, like, read the instructions while he's trying to do all these things. Um, As a ghost is walking towards him on the screen. Yeah, yeah. So he starts to, he gets her, she comes over and is investigating. And as these things are going on, it becomes kind of, well, viral. It's traveling through the internet and people are starting to disappear. Um, or they kill themselves, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. This is happening all over Tokyo. And it turns out later on, we find out it's happening all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. You see that that news broadcast is really haunting. Mm-hmm. Where the news in, they air the news, you know, and then the end cap to the news hour is just a a listing of everybody missing across Japan, multiple yeah. city, and it just keeps going. And each time you just see a family photograph with a little, the black square around the face of each person that you're supposed to look at who's the missing one. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking haunting. All ages, all genders, like everything. Like people are just going missing. And to the point where this movie eventually spirals and spirals and spirals. It spreads. People become suicidal. They disappear. Uh, and this movie literally gets apocalyptic. At it's the a end. ghost apocalypse. It's a ghost apocalypse. And like you never. When is there a ghost apocalypse in a like, horror movie? <laughs> I can't. Like I feel like honestly, I think the only thing that kind of even comes close to well, at least in terms of just the getting to that ending, like the beyond, maybe. Mm. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Ha- I mean, they get trapped in a ghost painting. <laughs> but, yeah. But like, that's the only thing I feel like where it's like, now you're stuck in this other place and ghosts have taken over. Yeah. But I haven't seen it. Like, this is a full-on, like, a zombie apocalypse, but with Japanese pain ghosts. Yeah. The streets are empty. Um, a, a United States, like, army plane crashes overhead. Like, it crashes mm-hmm. into a building. Um, it's just total apocalypse. And by the end, it's just Mishi and Kawashima are basically, they end up meeting up. They're the only two left from their respective friend groups. And they're going to get away. They get a powerboat. Um, and unfortunately, Kawashima ends up not making it. Mm. Uh, but they end up on like a big ocean liner with a small crew who's like, yeah, this is happening all over the world. We're going to head for South America because we're still getting signals from there. Weak ones. And that's like, 
That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Then <laughs> maybe your friend just explodes into dust and ash shadows. Yeah. And then maybe you're just in the room with them when that happens. And then it's going to happen to you next. And then it's going to get to South America to the few people left there. Yeah. But like for uh, two, I mean, how is techno? Like there's, there's one scene in the computer lab where Haraway explains this program that one of the grad students has made, which is a bunch of dots on the screen. It just looks like a screensaver, really. Um, but Kawashima's like, what? You know, explain this to me. Mm. And the dots are moving and it's the dots are attracted to each other and start to move closer, but they can't get too close or they'll be destroyed. Yeah. And what's the other, if they're too far away? If they're too far away, like, they can't stay too far away from each other. Yeah, because they want to be near each other. They want to, they're like, they're drawn to each other, but if they get too close, they'll be destroyed. And that's kind of the premise of Haraway's way of thinking, you know? She doesn't get, like, people can't get too close to each other in life, or you'll be destroyed. Or, like, the boss at the plant farm shop who's like, you can't be honest with friends because if you're honest with them, then they'll be hurt. And what's the point of being friends with anybody if you can't be honest with them? Like, there's no point in having any relationships at all. <laughs> like, this movie is such a fucking downer. It's a goddamn downer. <laughs> but, you know, she also tells Kawashima not to look too closely at it. Don't stare at it for too long. Don't look too closely about it and think too much about it. And I think that's also saying something about this movie. If you start to get into the, if you start to Neil deGrasse Tyson it and you're like, so how are the ghosts coming through the internet and what's happening? Like, <laughs> don't think too much about it. Okay. They, at, at one point they begin to try to explain it sort of, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, well, the there's, it's almost like when there's no more room left in hell kind yes. of thing. Yeah. The ghosts will go to AOL online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When there's a spirit realm and our realm. And space is finite. Yeah. And so when the spirit realm gets too full of people, because how many, like, you know, he's, Kawashima's reading a book and it's like, this is what I love about the vast majority of J-horror, like any Asian horror film, is that ghosts are real, period. It doesn't waste any time with like, I don't believe you that your house is haunted. If someone is like, my house is haunted, they're like, oh, fuck, well, you better move or we need to do something about it. Yeah, don't touch anything. Those will be accursed objects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and they just go for it. They just go for it. And like the book says, how many people have lived and died? Of course there's ghosts. <laughs> like, yeah. it just stands to reason that they're all ghosts. Yeah. And so you think of how many people have lived through, since the beginning of time. The spirit realm, when it gets full, they're starting to spill over into our realm. And this happened in one room, one spirit kind of manifested in our room and they sealed it off in a forbidden room but then the building got wrecked and there was a phone jack nearby so it went on the internet <laughs> like that's kind of just like what happened it full-on carry on Ma carrie ann mossed her way into that usb port phone jack <laughs> yeah she downloaded into the matrix yeah now yeah. she has an llc um that that guy that first person should have just put that red tape around the phone line how could he know how could he know how could he know nobody nobody thought it was going to jump from ghost to phone jack or bats to people who could, right. could we have known 
<laughs> yeah, but it's like, how is this technology that is meant to bring us together? How is it actually going to drive us farther apart? Yeah. Yeah. I liked that that was enough of an explanation. Mm-hmm. And really, you don't even need that. It's all the mystery and just the, I mean, the, the meaning of it really comes through regardless. Mm-hmm. But I was stunned that this was eye horror, too. I lost my mind to see that this had an eye horror component. But also, and it, like you said, it uses that to to talk about isolation and um, the, the, this, like, sort of unattainable distance between all of us, always, and how the internet just, like, really illustrates and exacerbates that. Mm -hmm. But... Also, ultimately, like, it didn't rely on the, the like, all iHorror does, you know, it's like, well, if I can crack the code or send the right email or, oh, no, Annabelle's in the cloud, like, you know. Yeah. There's usually extra technological components that are part of the journey, but really this is just a means to tell this story, and it doesn't. Right. There's no, like, surfing the deep web to find the 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 internet ghost that was trapped online on a server and release her soul like there's right yeah there's none of that it's just um yeah it just all plays into uh, this beautiful sad metaphor for perfectly executed dread yeah like the the small explanation that we do get comes very late in the proceedings and it's cool because I'm just, I love the forbidden rooms. Like, they're so fucking terrifying. Oh. <laughs> just seeing people. Like, there's one woman that Mishi encounters several times. She walks out of work and turns around and there's a woman taping over a door with red tape. Yeah. And then, like, the next day, the woman is standing on top of a water tower and she jumps off. Oh, that part was so upsetting. Yeah. Because the way it's photographed, too, like... You're following Michi, and then behind her, there's that tower. And the whole time I was watching it, because so much of this movie is in the background. Mm-hmm. There's the ghost in the background, or just the silhouette, or, oh, fuck. I'm, just, I'm freaking out thinking about this. Like, the library scene. Yeah. And the kid, he's like, uh, Kawashima's chasing, like, the guy's like, you can't catch that ghost. They notice a little boy ghost. Mm-hmm. standing by the bookshelf and he, he Kawashima thinks he's joking that it's not a ghost he runs after it and then it's gone when he gets to that shelf yeah. but in the background there's just two like shadow people just sitting behind them mm-hmm. that's just happening unobserved in the background so as, <laughs> as oh I hate it I fucking hate it so as you see Mishi and then that tower behind her my eyes are kind of scanning for where's the ghost in this and then I see that I see some color up in that tower, but yeah. I just assumed it was a of some kind of fabrication on it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh fuck, it's moving. Yeah. And then you see, she sees it. You walk, and then I don't know. I almost am like, I don't know how they pulled it off. The effect is so good. It's really good. And it it feels it feels like when in a found footage film when they're like we're gonna show you some fucked up real life thing and you can always see the person like CGI falling onto a green screen ground. Yeah, this isn't like that. Like the camera just lingers and you just watch a woman fall to her death and it just all happens right in front of you. Yeah. Oh God. But uh, yeah, the. The explanation we get is really late, right, and it does, yeah. like you said, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's it's all the there's nothing metaphor. you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. 
Um, when Kawashima first goes to Haraway and is like, help me with my computer, she asks him, like, why are you on the internet in the first place? Are you trying to, like, communicate with people? Are you trying to get to know people? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And she says that it doesn't actually do that for you, though. Yeah. And his insistence, he's the kind of thread of optimism throughout this, where he's like, you know, still denying that death is even a thing. He literally says, like, I refuse to acknowledge death. I'm alive. You're alive. We're sitting together. That's enough. We're here together and we're alive. Yeah. Which is like, I try to adopt that attitude sometimes of just like, we can't possibly know what happens next. Why worry about it? You know, just you are here right now. That's enough. I mean, to retain sanity, right? You kind of yeah. have to just say, well, I'll get, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Right. I mean, you know, I don't think about it all the time, but it's like once that thought enters your mind, like children have no idea about mortality, you know? Yeah. But once whatever happens and sort of that wall comes down and you know it's a thing that is eventually going to happen to you and everybody you know. <laughs> you just find yourself in quarantine, sitting in the corner, shaking and scratching yeah, yourself you know. and thinking about it. <laughs> you know how it is. It's like, it doesn't uh, fill my thoughts all the time, but it's there, you yeah. know. But uh, humans have a good, are good at pushing it to the side. Yeah. But that, you, I you mean, have but to. the inverse of that, I mean, the reality of it is, is the root of all existential thinking, uh, existential thought. Right. And dread. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's the basis for religion is to counteract that. Yeah, everybody's just afraid. Yeah. Except those Buddhists. Except they the know Buddhists. what's up. They do. And the Hindus, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know, it's scary shit, man. But this is one of the very few horror movies I find that really kind of addresses it in a way that I really relate to. Hmm, mm-hmm. Um... You know, it's a really, it's personal, but universal. It's so scary. <laughs> I hate it. It's oh. so good. If you haven't seen it, see it. Oh, the Buto ghost. I'm such a sucker for Asian horror movies. Even when they're not good, I love them. And this one is real good. This one is really good. Honestly, like... I love the original Ringu, mm-hmm. and that movie unsettles me deeply, and it also turns me into a screamer. Like when she opens the when she opens the the sliding like paper screen door and she s- finds her kid watching the tape. Yeah, I'm always like, <laughs> but um, this movie, I like I. I have not been unnerved on this sort of level in a long time with a horror movie, but also, like, I think because it's Japanese horror, I haven't been unnerved in a very specific sort of way like this, I think, since I saw the initial Ringu. Wow. Um, It's a real good movie. It's a masterpiece. All the way down to that final song that plays on the credits. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a bop. That j- Japanese alt-rock jewel. You know how they do. <laughs> you know how they do on their end credits. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. God, I love Pulse. I'm so glad we watched this. Um, 
who knew that at the end of Disaster July, we had a great horror movie awaiting us. Right. That's a it's a nice return to horror for us, I think. Yeah. Nice is the word I was thinking as I, <laughs> yeah, nice. as I scream and wake up my entire neighborhood. <laughs> but placing my very specific, uh, unnerved, existential trauma and dread aside. Wow. Thank you. I went on that journey. <laughs> Stacy, are you ready to put your head on the chopping block? I am super ready. Oh. After, after last time when we both won. What the fuck? Will it happen again? Maybe. I I mean, I don't want to get too cocky about it, but I do feel a little more confident now. I'm sure it's ill-advised and I'll get my head chopped off in the first question. Three categories to choose from. Five questions per category. Answer the questions within ten seconds. If you guess wrong or time runs out, you get your head chopped off by the heads they. <laughs> That's how you play the chopping block, my friends. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, you, I, you answered first last time? Okay, so yeah, it's your turn to answer oh. first. Oh no, wait, why did I say that? I don't want to go on the chopping block. That's right, put your head oh. on the chopping block, my friend. Okay, okay, I need And it. choose from one of the following three categories. Mm. Category one, name that vampire. <laughs> Category two, look what you did to him. Which oh. is all about Friday the 13th, the series, the oh. yeah, series of films, the franchise. And category, uh, category three, gals being pals. Oh. You have to name a character and a film. The character, not the actor? Right, the character. Oh. And, and the film in which they appear. Oh. Oh, Fuck. Oh, fuck. You know, it's going to kill me because of that, but... No. I got to go with Galsby and Pals. All right. You know how to bait me. Yeah. this is. I think you're going to get all five of these, honestly. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So name the character and the film. And the film. Yes. Okay. All right. Question one. When faced with a dark and scary chasm... Which spelunky glass exclaims, I'm an English teacher, not fucking Tomb Raider. Oh, Beth in The Descent. Yes, you got yes! it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Question two. I get so excited. This gone too soon icon tells Sidney Prescott that she's starting to sound like some Wes Carpenter flick or something. Oh, Tatum in Scream. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Question three. This pizza-loving queen warns Samantha that her babysitting job seems sinister. Motherfucker! 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 I forgot her name! Um, 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 uh, little women! (laughs) (laughs) No! No! 
uh, Frances Ha in House of the Devil, but what's her name? Megan. 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 God damn it. Yep. Oh. I knew it was on the tip of your tongue. Oh, God. And it's, oh, I can see her eating the pizza. I love her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's... She's perfect in that movie. She's why I always will watch anything she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she's also a good filmmaker, but she, that character is what... <laughs> oh, good job. Good job, you! Three questions! I'm dead! My head is... I'm talking through a severed I mean, yes, you're dead, but you answered two questions correctly before you died, so... Thank you. Thank you. I'm just happy I got Beth. Yeah, that would you, have been. You'd a have shot to revoke. My, it would have been a shot through my heart. Shot through the heart. You would have been to blame. <laughs> you'd have to revoke my gay card. Absolutely. Oh, Beth, what a queen. Yeah. That was good. Thank you. Um, a fun category. I like whew, it. Let me light up a cigarette. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Stacy, are you ready? No. I think I'm ready, but I know I'm not. I'm gonna <laughs> well, thank question. you for being honest. Um, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Your categories are... <laughs> I don't know why I went with that pronunciation. <laughs> categories are Haunted Dolls, Which Witch is Which, in which you name the film, or From the Made-Up Files of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, wow. God, that Warren thing, there's going to be some conjuring questions, and I don't remember. I'll just say Lily Taylor. <laughs> that's not going to be the answer. So that's certain death. <laughs> there's some stuff that's also, you know, Amityville adjacent. I don't feel confident enough. I'll have to study up. Okay, okay. Get out my get out my W volume of the Encyclopedia Britannica. And your rosary. You wrap my, it around your hand. Excuse me, my funkin' wagnalls uh, Encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> and my rosary. Like you do. As you do in the seventies. Um <laughs> I guess I'll go haunted dolls. They've been lingering for a while. Let's uh get my head cut off. Oh, okay. Well, if you're ready, here we go. <clears throat> Haunted Dolls, question one. A certain President Pilot, when she was then alive, famously fought with a killer doll in what made-for-TV movie? Trilogy of Terror. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> question two. Nazis may be in the White House today, but in 1989, they inspired which killer doll franchise? Puppet Master. Ding, 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 ding. Question three. What? What was the name of the haunted porcelain doll in the 1991 Denise Crosby vehicle, Dolly Dearest? What was the name of the doll? The doll? Uh, she had a name? Her name was Dearest. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? L um, don't tell me. She had a name! <laughs> Who knew? Um, I've seen that movie, too. 
Uh, I just assumed her name was Dolly Dearest. Um, her name was Rebecca. <laughs> right? <laughs> Stacy, Occam's Razor states that sometimes the simplest answer is the is the correct one. Her name was Dolly. No! <laughs> you said dearest! I had a 50-50 chance! <laughs> God damn it! She has a name! <laughs> God damn it! Dolly! It's a trick question! That is a trick question. But it's not also a trick because it really is her name. God damn it. It was Dolly. That's a stupid name for a doll. It's a stupid name for a doll in a stupid movie. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> Except for the part where her tongue comes out. Oh, that was spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Well, but good job. You also got to three. Well done. I started to think I was going to go all the way this time. That's, let me tell you, we could start a support group for each other. Dolly Dearest, that fucker. (laughs) Dearest! Now I don't like her anymore. I'm pissed off at her. (laughs) For tricking you with her name. (laughs) For kind of having a name, but not really. (laughs) Fuck her. tell you what i'm not watching tonight (laughs) rebecca rebecca (laughs) the dearest doll (laughs) rebecca comma the dearest doll (laughs) denise crosby doesn't know why her career didn't go on (laughs) why was that my last film oh my god god damn it oh my god damn it oh Oh, well. Oh, wow. That was good. Good job, though. Good job. Good, good job, job to you and me. We both made neither, it to three. Neither of us won. That's okay. There's always going to be another week, probably. Probably. <laughs> um, uh, there's always going to be another chopping block. Uh, my head is starting to get real raggedy around my neck where I keep reattaching it. I know. It's just, it's just, I need a vacuum seal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, 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 bye. Right? (laughs) Sure. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! Oh my god! Tune in next time for more Gaylord!